catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know, heading into this Wednesday morning, October 12th. I'm Elliot Trito, and this is The Point from WUFT News. Before a packed courtroom filled with the families of 17 slain victims, spectators, and news media, attorneys in the Parkland mass shooting trial made their final pleas for justice to a Broward jury on Tuesday, life in prison or death for confessed gunman Nicholas Cruz. I spoke with the Sun Sentinel's Rafael Omeda on what occurred during yesterday's trial. So, Rafael, take me through what you saw yesterday. What happened? Uh, the trial featured some harrowing testimony, uh, very difficult to sit through at times. We listened to recordings and actually we watched recordings. Here's the thing, some of these recordings were so intense that they were not shown to the general public. They were shown to the jury and because they are being used by the state to have somebody sentenced to death, there were uh, a few members of the media who actually watched all of these videos so that we could get a sense of what the jury saw. So we witnessed every one of the 17 murders. Uh, we watched the gunman uh, stalk the hallways. Uh, we watched him open fire. The videos were not as graphic as, uh, as you might imagine. Part of the problem with a story like this is that so much is left to the imagination when you don't see it. We're talking about surveillance footage quality film here uh, and that's usually not you know it's not the movies so you see him walking through the hallways you see him raising his weapon you see people falling down and it's it's difficult to watch because you know as you're watching this that lives are being lost so the, the prosecution they're not just saying here's what a horrible thing this person did uh, but they're also saying look at how much he is in control of his faculties because what the defense has been arguing all along is not so much that he wasn't in control but the defense wants you to see this gunman as a human being uh, as a human being who's suffered uh, the, the, the words that they used were uh, brain damaged broken and mentally disturbed what do you think the goal of yesterday was we could have avoided all of this the gunman pleaded guilty and he offered from the beginning, I will plead guilty if we take the death penalty off the table. And if not for the fact that we were so insistent on the death penalty, this would have been over. However, Nicholas Cruz decided on February 14th, 2018 to end 17 lives. He doesn't get to make that decision for himself. A jury is going to make that decision. What the prosecution has said is that we cannot let a killer decide his fate. It is the community's decision what happens to him. It is the community's role to sentence him, to make the recommendations that sends him to death row or sends him to life in prison. If the jury says life, then it's life. That's what today was about. Today was 100% about who is in control of this decision, and it cannot be the person who brought us there. As journalists, we sometimes cover stories that could be mentally tolling for us outside of the newsroom. How are you handling the story? 
for the sake of any journalist who happens to hear this, uh, I sought mental health counseling uh, the day that I went uh, with the with some a handful of other reporters. Uh, we went through the building where this happened. Uh, the building has been undisturbed since uh, since the crime. So as we walked through all the laptops that the uh, children were working on uh, and working with, they were still open at their desks. Their Valentine's Day candy was still there. The flowers that they were carrying were dropped and left in place. You could still see rose petals on the floor. So, um, and of course, there's uh, broken glass and, and a lot of blood. So uh, how am I handling it? Uh, I'm handling it like a human being. Uh, it hurt. It, it messed me up. Uh, I sought help because that help is there for us. And uh, fortunately, if you work in a uh, if you work in a newsroom that has that resource available, take advantage. There's no way to get through what we get through as journalists covering trauma. We, we don't have to do it by ourselves. That was his son Sentinel's Rafael Almeida on his recent article on what occurred in the trial of the Parkland shooter. Now let's catch you up with the latest stories from around the state. A grand jury has indicted a Gainesville man on a charge of premeditated murder involving the fatal shooting of a man at an apartment complex near Oaks Mall over the summer. He is also accused of illegally trying to compel potential witnesses to alter their testimony in his case. According to WUFT's Troy Myers, the grand jury indicted Michael Gregory Davis on Monday on charges that he killed Calvin Leon Woodard Jr. According to jail records, the sheriff's office arrested Davis on June 13th following an investigation. Deputies found Woodard with a gunshot wound to the chest at the scene of a reported shooting on June 11th. He later died from his injury. Federal wildlife officials concluded that the gopher tortoise is no longer listed as an endangered or threatened species in Florida. According to the News Service of Florida's Jim Sounders, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service released a 113-page decision that said the gopher tortoises would continue to be considered a threatened species in parts of southwest Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana under the Endangered Species Act. Gopher tortoises have long spurred debates in Florida as development has spread and conservationists have pushed for habitat protections. Gopher tortoises are considered threatened by the state, which has a permitting process for capturing and relocating animals. UF has a long COVID conduct registry where those who have experienced long COVID can voluntarily participate in research and studies. According to WUFT's Janelle Puckering, Cynthia Apfelbaum, UF Clinical Research Coordinator and contact for the Long COVID Registry, says the goal of the registry is to have a place for people who are researching to contact the people with Long COVID. So far, the registry has over 100 enrollees. Subscribe to The Point Newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit WUFT.org for more information. I'm Elliot Trito, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a great Wednesday.